God changed his name to Israel, and so the Jacob's children are called the children of Israel, or Israelites, and so the Israelites are down in Egypt, protected from starving to death, from the famine. Why, did God, why do we have the story of God working with Israel in the Bible? Why did God choose Israel? He said he was going to make them a great nation. He had to choose one nation to make a great nation, didn't he? Because that nation, many years down, and many descendants. You remember what a descendant is? A descendant, a son, and a grandson, and a grand, great-grandson, and a grandson's grandson. Those are all descendants. So one of the descendants of Abraham... One of the descendants that is in the family of Israel was going to be the one that God would use to save the whole world, not just his special people. So, at the end of our lesson last week, the children of Israel were in the land of Egypt. Who can tell me what land God said he was going to give to, to the children of Israel? He was going to give them Canaan. Thank you, Ian. You all remember that? God was going to give Canaan to the children of Israel, but they were living in Egypt. They were in Egypt because there was a famine in Canaan, and so they had to go down to Egypt where there was food, where God had sent Joseph ahead of time. But tell me one thing that happens to everybody who ever lived on the earth. One thing that happens to everybody. Ian, your first one was funny. It was not true, though. But the second one was true. What was what's something that happens to everybody that lives on the earth? They die. They die. So Joseph died, right? Joseph died. Joseph was the king's special person, right? But there came a time when Joseph got old and he died. He didn't die in last week's lesson. I'm just telling you, there came a time that he died. And all of Joseph's brothers died. And the Pharaoh that liked Joseph died. And so pretty soon there was there was another king of Egypt who came along. He didn't know Joseph. He didn't know Joseph's brothers. He didn't even know about the Pharaoh before. He didn't even know about the famine and how Joseph was able to save the people of Egypt from starving to death. He didn't know anything. And as he looked around in the land, he's the king of Egypt. And during this time, all of Joseph's brothers, their families grew larger and larger. They had many children, and their children had children, and so they became a great number of people. And so the new king of Egypt, he was looking and he saw all hundreds, even thousands of Israelites living in the land that he ruled over. And he thought, this is not safe. He thought like this. He says, if we are ever in a battle or in a war or in a contest with another country and that country can become friends with these Israelites, 
then they will beat us. They will defeat us, and they will take my kingdom away from me. So, he said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to send my servants and my soldiers into that area where the Israelites live, and I'm going to make them work for me. I'm going to make them my slaves. And that's what he did. The king of Egypt, the pharaoh, sent his soldiers in there, sent men in there with big long whips, and said, okay, from now on, this is what you're doing. The pharaoh says, you have to make a city for me. A whole city out of bricks. But we don't have the bricks. You have to make the bricks. So the Israelites had to go out and dig in the dirt and add the water and everything else to it so that they could, they built bricks. What if they said, I don't feel like building bricks today. What do you think happened to them? Wet. That's right. They get the whip. Pharaoh thought, he probably thought something like this. I'm going to work them so hard that they won't be able to have more children. They're just going to be, they're going to die from working so hard. But you know what? Pharaoh had decided to fight against the wrong people, hadn't he? Because Pharaoh was against whose people? God's people. God had chosen those people, and if you're trying to fight against the people that God chose, who's going to win? You or God? God. God. But, so what happened? Did the Israelites shrivel up and die off? No. There was even more of them. So Pharaoh had a really smart idea, he thought. He called the women. There's a few women that would help the Israelite women when they were having their babies. And he said to them, here's what I want you to do. When the Israelite lady is about to have her baby, if it's a girl, you can let it live. But if it's a boy, I want you to kill it. What? Yeah. That's what the king of Egypt said. To the ladies that would... That, that, the, the, the ladies that helped the ladies having their babies. And those ladies, they went out from Pharaoh and they said to one another, they said, we can't do that. If we did that, we would be a murderer. If we killed a baby, yeah. Said, we're not, we can't do that. And so they did it. They kept on having the, helping the Israelite ladies with their babies. When a boy baby was born, they just let it be born, right? Like it should be. And because they disobeyed the evil king, God blessed them. But the evil king of Egypt, you think he was happy with them? No. He wanted the Israelites to shrink and shrivel up, and pretty soon there would only be two or three of them, and he wouldn't have to worry about them anymore. And they kept having children, and they kept getting larger and larger. There was hundreds of thousands of them. There were a, there were a totally... A, a, whole separate set of people. Now they were, what were they doing for him? He had them working like crazy. He had the whip out on them, but he was hoping that they would just go away and there kept being more and more and more of them. So, he had a better idea. He announced. He said, I don't care. All the boy babies have to be thrown in the Nile River. They have to be thrown in the Nile River. Now, the Nile River is way, way bigger than the Calumet River here. It's huge. It's one of, the, one of the four biggest rivers in the whole world. 
And he said they have to be thrown in the Nile River. If you throw a baby in a river, what's going to happen? They'll die. They'll, They'll drown. They'll drown and die. They'll drown and die. That's right. And so some babies were torn from their families. I can imagine soldiers came along. They would walk down the streets. If they heard a baby crying, they would knock on the door and say, let me see that baby. If it was a boy, what would they do? They'd grab that baby boy and throw him in the river. Lots of Israelite baby boys were killed by Pharaoh the king. And that is awful. God does not want any babies to be killed. But, so, there was, and I'm sure there was others, but God tells us about one in particular. There was a lady, her name was Jochebed, and she was married to Amram. And they had two children already, and during this time when Pharaoh was saying, throw the babies into the river, they had another baby, and it was a baby boy. boy. So what was going to happen? They didn't want their baby to die, though. So Jochebed, this baby's mother, and Amram, they said, we're going to hide this baby as much as we can. They tried to keep it quiet. Have you ever tried to keep a baby quiet? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of work. And... I'm sure as soon as it started making a little noise, one of maybe his older sister, he had a 12-year-old sister, she would come over and pick him up and be, be quiet. We don't want the soldiers to hear you, right? She, he had a three-year-old brother, this baby did. And he, I'm sure, did what he could. And mom did what she could. And after about three months, he got to be just, they couldn't keep, keep up with him crying and making noise. And so... This baby's mom had an idea. She thought, well, I'm, well, I'm going to, the king said, put them in the river. I'm going to make a basket. I'm going to take a basket, and I'm going to put seal it so that no water can get inside the basket. And then I'm going to put my baby in the basket, cover him up, and I'm going to put the baby in the basket in the river. Now, it seems like she probably knew that the spot where she put the baby in the river was the spot where the king's daughter, the princess, came and she bathed, she cleaned herself up there and she worshipped the river. The Egyptians, they worshipped the river. So she went there and so Jacobed and her 12-year-old daughter, they took little baby, their little baby, put him in that basket, sealed it up, no water is going to get inside there, and they took him down to the river, and then mom went back. She couldn't watch. I don't know. That's what I think. I think she couldn't watch. But she said to her daughter, the 12-year-old girl, she said, you just watch from afar off and see what happens to our little baby brother. Well, sure enough, the princess left her palace, and she started heading down toward the river. And if she got there, I don't know what she did there at the river, but if she got there, she saw that basket in the water. And she said to one of her helpers, one of her servants, go get that basket. What's in that basket? Why is that basket in the river? And so they brought it over and they opened the basket up. And what was in the basket? Baby. The little baby boy. 
It was a baby boy. And the Bible tells us that right when the basket was open in front of the princess, the little baby cried. And I don't know about you, but the Bible tells us that he cried and the princess said, Oh, this is one of the Hebrew children, one of the Israelite baby boys. We can't kill him. So she said, we need to save his life. I think God made him cry because he knew that she would have a soft heart if he cried. And so, about that time, the little baby's sister came up and she said, Would you like me to find one of the Israelite ladies to take care of this little baby for you till he grows older? And she said, Yes, why don't you do that? So where do you think the baby's sister went to find somebody to take care of the baby? She went home. She ran home. She said, Mommy, the princess took the baby and she kept him alive. And now she said to get somebody to take care of him, go and meet the princess. So Jacobet, the mom, came and the princess said to her, I found this baby in the river. I want you to take care of it and I will pay you to take care of it. And when he's old, he can move into my palace. So the baby went home, didn't he? And his mom got paid by the princess to take care of him. And anytime he cried, did they have to worry about it? No, if a soldier came in, they say, well, the princess, this is the princess's baby, and we're just taking care of her. Would a soldier grab the princess's baby and throw him in the river? No. God worked all that out. The Bible says that that princess, when, when the baby came to her home, she called the baby Moses. We have a Moses here. She called the baby Moses. Because Moses means taken out of the water. Now God did all that in this little baby's life because he was choosing him. He had a plan. He needed somebody to take the Israelites out of Egypt. They were there, but they couldn't just leave, could they? Could they just get up and leave anymore? Uh, maybe a long time ago they could have, but not now, because now the king said, you're working for me. And if they just left, would he, he would get his armies after him and chase them and follow them, wouldn't he? Mm -hmm. So they couldn't just get up and leave. God needed somebody to lead them out of Israel, uh, out of Egypt. He needed somebody to go to the Pharaoh and say, it's time for us to leave. And so he decided it would be Moses. But Moses is only three months old right now, right? So how is God going to work? Do you think God's got special things for Moses that he's going to put into his life so that he's ready to lead them out? I think so too. And so next week we'll probably talk about those things. But let me ask you this. Moses, God had something specific that he wanted Moses to do. If Moses, let's say Moses gets older and Moses says, I don't want to do what God wants me to do. Uh-oh. 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 Would Moses be happy if he's doing what he wants to do instead of what God wants him to do? Yeah. No. No, he might have fun for a little while. 
But after a while, it will not be enjoyable. It will be full of misery and pain. The Bible teaches us that God has something for all of us to do. God has something for Savannah to do. He does. He has something for you to do. Okay. And he has something for you to do. He has something for all of us to do. And let me ask you this. If you decide not to do what God wants you to do, will you be happy? No. You might have fun for a little bit. You think God wants you to drink beer? No. no. But drinking beer might be fun for the night, but not afterward. Do you think God wants you to mess around and do bad things and wrong things? No. So, what does God want you to do? Do what's right. So if you don't do what God wants you to do, you might have fun for a little bit, but not, it's going to be bad for the rest of your life until you start doing what God wants you to do. And God has something for all of you. Does he want any of you to lead the Israelites out of Egypt? No, he had Moses do that, didn't he? Yep. Yeah, but he does have something for you to do. He has something for all of us to do. And when we do what God wants us to do, that's when we have a peaceful and joyful life. So I want you to think about what God wants you to do. Say, I'm only 10 years old. What does God want me to do? He wants you to obey your parents. I know that much. Right? And we can probably learn a bunch of other things that he wants us to do too. 